One, two, three. Clap for the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Amen. All right. Well, let's all be seated. Here we are. And look at your name and say, I'm still blessed. Really? What if that was what you was just going around saying? You're going to get some, I think you're going to get some people that's probably, you could probably get on their nerves. You know what I mean? If you, they say, how you doing? Oh, I'm still blessed. <laughs> you already know. Amen. Come on. You already know. I'm still, that's Brother Lee. So I always say, you already know. Hey, but I'm still blessed. You know what I'm saying? That's what we doing. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for blessing us to be here tonight. We thank you for, I mean, today. We thank you for giving us yet another opportunity to sit at your feet and to receive fresh rhema from heaven. I bind the work of the devil right now in the name of Jesus, that there be no distractions, but that your word would go forth and accomplish that which you sent it to. We thank you and we surrender to the power of the Holy Ghost now in Jesus name. Amen. amen. Praise God. Amen. amen. All right. Well, look at your name and say, get your Bible out. Okay, so I'm going to preach this message this morning entitled Faith for Your Next Level. Faith for Your Next Level. Okay, so the first thing that you must establish as we start this message, you must establish the fact that God does have another level for you. Amen? Okay, so sometimes um, people's expectation changes based on the season that they're in or whatever. But seasons change, but the word is constant. The word is reliable. It's something you can always lean on and you can lean on it today and you can lean on it tomorrow. And so if you shift that and you say like, I didn't even give them this scripture, but uh, Psalm 62, five. Psalm 62, 5. You guys should know this. It says, my soul wastes out only upon God for my expectation is from him. And so I'm not expecting anyone else to do anything. I'm expecting God to do it. Amen. And so if I understand that I'm expecting from my God, then now I can have my confidence be restored if need be. But even beyond your confidence being restored, you need your confidence to be solidified. And so if it's solidified, then now it's not going away. You guys ever remember maybe seeing this just going on a walk or maybe you did it as a kid, but there would be concrete and people would carve something in there. And if they carve something in that concrete, you can come back in 10 years and guess what's still going to be there? Whatever they carved in there. Amen. And so if you start to understand, like, I'm not going to waver because I'm standing on this rock solid truth. This truth is my foundation. And so now my expectation is of the Lord. So I'm not going to be disappointed by people because I'm not expecting from them. Now, if God is not able to do it, that's a different story. But how many know there's nothing that's too hard for God? How many know with God, all things are possible as long as we believe. And so faith for your next level. Once again, establish this first within yourself. I have another level I'm going to. Look at your name and say, I'm going up. Why is this so important? 
Because this is God's intent and we have to do everything according to the word. So go to 2 Corinthians now. 2 Corinthians 3, we'll look at 17 and 18 in the King James and also the Amplified Classic. Now the Lord is that spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So let me just stop right here. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And so there is liberation that comes in the presence of God. And so this is not just... Um, you know, I felt the spirit moving and yes, there will be times where the spirit moves and you might have special services like we experienced in San Diego. And there may be, you know, uh, different things that are happening and going on, which is good. But we're talking about what this scripture is talking about is the spirit of the Lord is in you. And that's where the spirit of God lives. And so now the Lord is that spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And so I'm free, right? I'm free. We'll expand on this in the Amplified Classic. Next verse, verse 18. But we all with an open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. And so what happens is the Spirit of God doesn't just come on you and touch you. How many of you have noticed yourself progressively getting better? I should have everybody saying an amen. Amen. You know, we don't you know, what we don't do in here is we don't spend a lot of time preaching on backsliding because if I'm busy going forward, how am I going to have time to go backwards? I'm too busy going forward because I got other things that God is bringing me into. And so God is constantly improving you. He's constantly improving your life. You don't arrive, but you're getting better. You're getting better. You're like, oh, man, I'm, I'm doing a lot better than I was last week. And this is God's intent. Now, let's look at this in the Amplified Classic and get further clarity. Now, the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Emancipation from bondage. Amen. Emancipation from bondage. I've been set free. And so nobody can come and say, now you're back into bondage. No, no, no. Too late. I'm already free. Now you have to be convinced of that. Emancipation from bondage, freedom. And next verse. And all of us, as with unveiled face, because we continue to behold in the word of God, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. So you're beholding this as you read. Amen. Now, if you commit to this and you commit to the word of God, you will get into this word of God and this word of God will get into you. And as this word of God gets into you, this, how many of y'all know this is living? How many know this is the best vitamins you can ever take? You start taking this in, you start taking this in. This Bible will start doing stuff inside of you that it it will amaze you. But you've got to trust it enough to take it in. And all of us, as with unveiled face, because we continued to behold in the word of God, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are constantly being transfigured. Stop right there. That's the life cycle of a Christian. You are constantly being transfigured. You are constantly improving. How come they don't teach that? Seems to be a lot of emphasis on we're getting old and we're this and we're that. But that's not what the word says. The word says that we are constantly being transfigured into the, his very own image in ever increasing splendor 
and from one degree of glory to another. This for this comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. So what does this mean? The Lord says, you know, I'm going to come upon you. And I'm going to improve everything. And so no one is ever supposed to be in a worse condition after they've met the Lord. But the devil is very crafty and he deceives many because they put their focus on the wrong thing. And so this word says we're constantly being transfigured. And this really means we're getting better every day. I mean, think about that. What if you woke up in the morning and you said, man, praise God. And somebody said, what? What you so happy about? I'm just, I'm just so thankful for how good I'm doing. <laughs> See, now, my job is to preach in a way that would help you Convert your thinking so that you stop thinking according to this world system and you start to be renewed in the spirit of your mind and you start to think on a kingdom level. Amen. Amen. And so the world we live in tends to focus on decline. Amen. Think about the, the life cycle of a human being. Amen. It's 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 a focus. It's like basically as soon as you're born. You're dying every day. But that's the life cycle on planet Earth. But I'm going to show you some things in the word because we're supposed to put our focus on something else. So the world we live in tends to focus on decline. The older you get, what normally comes with that? The weaker. And so that's why we have things like it's very uncommon for an elderly person to be lifting up a bunch of stuff. Come on, I'm, I'm not trying to be offensive, but I got to show you some things in the word that will cause you to question some truths that may be planted down inside of you. Just because a truth is planted in you doesn't mean it was planted in you by God. Amen. And so uh, the, the older you get, the weaker and more feeble you become. And so that's kind of what this world system is. And that's why, and, it, and I, I'm, I encourage, you know, respect your elders and, you know, stuff like that. But um, I'm just letting you know right now, I'm going to stay capable. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. Amen. Y'all didn't. I'm going to stay capable. I'm not going to ever be in a situation where I'm hindered physically. <laughs> oh, see, Pastor, how you, you know, you know, Father Time is undefeated. He got defeated by Jesus. Amen. Come on. And it's a matter of how you look at this. And I'm going to give you some scripture to prove it, but it's, it's all about your mindset. And so, because now we are citizens of the kingdom, right? So now when you get saved, your citizenship changes. And so now you are grafted in, right? Come on, somebody, you are grafted in. You are translated out of that kingdom of darkness, amen, and grafted into the kingdom of his dear son. Real quick, just a diversion. Colossians 1.12, please. Can you just put that up there in the King James? Colossians 1.12 and 13. And so we used to be a part of this decaying system. And if you're not careful, you'll, you'll be echoing a lot of this. I hear a lot of people echo it. And they echo and, and they just welcome what's supposed to be normal. But we've got to understand that the kingdom is our normal. It's just we're not exposed to it all the time. 
And so we got to hear some different things. So go to Colossians real quick. Colossians 1, uh, 12, I believe it is. Colossians 1, 12. Okay. Yeah. So giving thanks unto the father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light who had delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into what? Look at your name and say kingdom. kingdom. See, this is different. This is not just salvation. This is kingdom. What is a kingdom? This is the rule and reign of God. This is something different. So we've been delivered from the power of darkness. And so that darkness had a grip on you. But not only did it have a grip on you, it also had some effects on you. Amen. Come on. How many of y'all, you know, you done met some people and it's like, maybe you haven't seen them in a long time. You say, man, you're looking bad. Why? Because the weight of the world, come on, the weight of that kingdom that they're serving is starting to be evident and they're starting to look worn out. You know what I'm saying? That's how you got those people that are 30 but look 52. Amen. It's like, what's going on? Well, that's the kingdom of darkness. It it's draining you. It's a weight and it's the wages of sin. And so but we've been delivered from the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of his dear son. And so now we're translated into the same kingdom. That is the kingdom of Jesus. And so now you start to think, well, what is this kingdom about? And so if the world is about decline and decay and all this type of stuff, well, the kingdom, it's about life. It's about increasing and improving. I'm, I'm going to show you now. This is what this kingdom that we become a part of. It's like I'm supposed to be a Christian. Okay, I can't. I become part of a new kingdom. In my kingdom, we don't focus on decay and decline. We focus on increase and improvement. Pastor, that's just unrealistic. Everything about this kingdom is unrealistic. Everything about it is unrealistic. But if you start to adhere and start to open yourself up, you'd be transformed by a lot of this. So, but the kingdom life is all about increasing and improving. Now go to 2 Corinthians 4.16. Paul is kind of preparing them for some things. 2 Corinthians 4.16, King James. So, He's he's letting it be known, man, there's there's so much more in store for us. And don't get caught up on what's going on here and all this type of stuff. And it's really don't be sidetracked. But he says, for which cause we faint not. But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed. When? Okay, so hold on now. Stop right there. So what is the Bible telling us here? So he says. For which cause we faint not. Man, we're not going to give up and quit because we know there's so much greater. But he says, but though our outward man perish, the inward man is renewed when? So what does that mean to you? Could you could, would you be confident in saying my inward man is getting stronger and stronger every day? Oh, come on, somebody. See, the devil has you focus on the things that are the least important. Do you know you're never going to hear a demon say, my back 
It's killing me. And but there's a. A a push for us who are spiritual people. We are spiritual beings, but there's a push for us to become ignorant of spiritual life and bombard it with natural life. But Paul said, though the outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. So every day that inward man is getting stronger. And so now if I start to understand this, what are you talking about, pastor? See, this part of me, the flesh, that's really the weakest part of me. Amen. The strength is on the inside. And so God wants us to learn how to get strong on the inside. I mean, you could do a lot of stuff to appear to be a certain way on the outside, but be weak on the inside. But see, I remember when I was young, some of y'all might remember this, but we used to have Kung Fu Theater on Saturdays. I don't know. I'm I'm just saying, you know, we watched that Kung Fu Theater on Saturdays, man. That thing, that was it. Come on. Y'all know when they, the audio was all off, you know, they'd be talking and, and it's like the the words never match. And then they keep talking after, you know, he said, Ling Fong Vu. Ah, but I remember I used to always say, I said, Ling Fong Vu, your Kung Fu, no good. <laughs> My Sing Fong Fao style, much better. <laughs> but they used to have us locked into the TV. But what you would notice with that Kung Fu theater is the old dude was the one with the skills. It seemed like he could do some stuff better than these young ones. And you get that old dude with the long beard and all of a sudden he just has some ability to levitate on top of a roof or something. But it was like an emphasis. Oh, man. So that was letting you know that the older you are, the better you are. But in our culture, in our world, the older you are, the weaker more feeble. And then this world gets you to uh, start paying attention to stuff. And certain ages, well, at certain ages, you're not supposed to be doing stuff like that anymore. Or you're supposed to accept certain things. Or they have something called retirement. But retirement is not in the Bible. Because you work until your work is done. And your real work is for the Lord. But people, a lot of people today, they push towards retirement and then die. Because they've detached themselves from purpose. And so now all of a sudden, they're not using. Now, this is the way this body works. If you don't use it, you're going to lose it. So if you if you want to be lazy. Stuff's going to start falling apart because this body was designed to be active and to be moving and not uh, sedentary and things like that. And so but the inward man. So this focus on this inward man, the Bible telling me that that inward man is being renewed day by day. So I'm getting stronger and stronger every day. And so the real strength and power 
comes from the inside and not the outside. Now, this doesn't mean you don't do anything to take care of the outside. I mean, you have to have a house. You guys understand that? Amen. I mean, no, your spirit can't be homeless. So what does that mean? It's got to have a house. And so if your house falls, then you're going to heaven. But the emphasis is to do all these things. People are trying their best to do so many things, you know, cut this, tuck this. Y'all know? (laughs) But I mean, that that doesn't mean you're strong. But I'm going to help you with some, some biblical insight, because if I start taking care of the inside of me, then it's going to be seen. Now, you meet those people that they don't look as old as they are. Uh, you, you know, you'll meet people and say, oh, people are surprised at whatever your age is. Well, see, if I start taking care of, I start learning the powers on the inside. Well, it's going to also affect the outside. But now if I just only care for the outside, it can't change the inside. It can't do anything for me on the inside. Amen. And so the real strength comes from the inside, not the outside. Let's go to Luke now. Luke 17, 20 through 21. Let's look at this. Uh, Let's see. Okay, yeah, this is Jesus. And when he was uh, demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come. And so they're trying to put pressure on him and to, uh, you know, he's talking about the kingdom, but it's a way of life and he's trying to express this to them, but they're trying to force him into saying, when is this coming and when is this happening? But his response is very powerful. He says, and, and when they demanded, when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God comes not with observation. If you're looking out to see it, you're not going to see it. Next verse. Neither shall they say, lo, here or lo, there. For behold, the kingdom of God is where? Is within you. And so now you start to understand that we're putting an emphasis on the strength being on the inside. And now if I understand that the kingdom of God is within me. So the kingdom, that's the force of heaven, the life force. I'm talking about all this power. Where was it when Jesus was walking the earth? Where did Jesus have to go to get any power? Come on. You, got, you ever wonder how Jesus would be in a situation? I mean, he got in, a, in Peter's boat and told him, hey, man, okay, he used the boat. And then he said, now go over here and throw your net over there and let's catch a bunch of fish. But it was daytime and, and they don't catch fish in the daytime. And Peter even told him, hey, man, I've been, we've been toiling all night. And we have not caught anything. But you know what? Because you said it, let me do it. Well, how could Jesus do that? Because he had the kingdom in him. And so he didn't have to have any outside conditions to line up for the kingdom force to flow. And so you'll start to understand that I am created in the image of God. And now as Jesus is, 1 John 4, 17, as he is, so are we in the world. Then that means he's telling me right now the kingdom of God is in me. So where do I have to go to get the kingdom? Nowhere. You have to just recognize what's in you. 
And then now, if you started to understand, if you started to focus, what if you started to focus on the fact that there is more healing power in me than any healing power at the doctor? What I'm, I'm like, what if you started to think about that? What if you started to say um, there is more prosperity in me than at any job? Y'all getting this? Because you start to realize that it's in me. And so if it's in me, it's flowing out from me. But this devil has tricked this society that we live in to focus on outward. And so people put little attention to what's on the inside. But the inside is increasing. That spirit man is getting stronger. Paul said, though the outward man is perishing, yet the inside is getting stronger. It's getting renewed. It's being renewed every day. What happens if you start to live from the inside out? What happens if you start living with the power? I'm not talking about, Lord, please help me. Give me this power. What if you woke up to the fact that this power is flowing in me? What if you caught a visual of yourself and you saw just power flowing up and down? Come on, somebody, all up and down through every part of your body. Man. And so what has to happen is we must have a mindset shift. Instead of focusing on decline, the decline of the natural man, we must focus on the ever increasing strength and power of the spirit man. Amen. It's a matter of focus. You know, you can wake up in the morning and choose what you're going to focus on. Amen. That choice is yours. You can focus on, man. I'm, I'm feeling this, feeling that. I'm getting this and getting that. Or you could focus on my inner man is being renewed every day. Amen. I feel like I'm getting stronger. And see, what happens is the closer you get to God and the more you are in this walk with God and the more you start to realize what he has given you, the less you'll be waiting for the next thing he will give you. You, you start to realize what's already done. You start to understand when Jesus said it is finished Then you start to catch a revelation. There are many people that have caught this revelation. And because of that, they stay above sickness and disease. They stay above lack. They stay above depression. They stay above everything because they've caught a revelation. Jesus said it is finished. So what does that mean? Everything that could ever come against me has been defeated. And so I'm not necessarily worrying about that. You know, if you start uh, submitting to the power that's on the inside of you, your body will start to respond to that power. Oh, okay. Tell him that. That your body will start to respond to that power. Because there's something inside of you that's greater than anything on the outside. And now your body will start to respond. And so now, if I'm going to have a mindset shift, a mindset shift, instead of focusing on the decline of the natural man. I'm focusing on the ever increasing strength and power of the spirit man. So then I've started out this message by saying you have to have faith for your next level. The well, first thing you got to do is agree that God's got another level for you. Well, if you understand that the way the kingdom works, you have to be increasing. You, you, you can't be the same this year as you were last. That's 
against the principles of the kingdom. You have to be growing. You have to be getting stronger. You have to become more sharp. Yeah. See, I believe if people really taught this, then we would see some of the things plaguing our world leave. Amen. Because if I'm being renewed, why is everything declining? That's two systems. And a lot of things that uh, people have, you know, memory loss. And, uh, but, but you know what the Bible says? The memory of the just is blessed. Proverbs 10, 7. Come on. First uh, uh, Corinthians, I think it's 2, 16. He says, but we have the mind of Christ. Well, my, the memory of the just is blessed and having the mind of Christ is totally different than they've lost their memory now. That's two systems, man. I'm telling you, it's two, it's two systems. But if we teach it enough, then our expectations will be set on the book. Now, unfortunately, there's been a lot of feeble preaching from the pulpit. Oh. There's been a lot of when you get old, we all get old from the pulpit. But it just because it's from the pulpit doesn't mean it's from the Bible. And your expectations are not just to be set on the pulpit. They're supposed to be set from the book. So if I said the memory of the just is blessed. Okay, just put that up real quick. Proverbs 10, 7. I'm going to set your expectations based on a book. So I don't expect to lose my memory. People say things like. They forgot what they're going to say, but then they say, oh, you know, I'm getting old. So what do you mean? Like getting old means you're going to lose your memory. I don't have biblical uh, grounds to, to substantiate that, but that seems like what people say. Well, you just stick to the book. He says, the memory of the just is blessed. Amen. So what does that mean? What if that's your confession? What if you start confessing that today? What if you start confessing that every day? What if you start talking about, my mind is sharp. I have a just a keen recall. I mean, I'm just quick with it. Hmm? Why? Oh yeah, brother, I'm sharp. Amen. <laughs> but now that's got to be your expectation, though. But you say, well, uh, but you know, but uh, but I'm getting older. What's that got to do with what I'm saying? It says the inner man is renewed day by day. You start living from the inside. It'll start to change and dominate what's going on on the outside. But you cannot allow this world to change your confession because your confession illustrates what you are expecting. So when people confess weakness, sickness, all this stuff, that's their true expectation. So the memory of the just is blessed. So how many of y'all are going to start saying that? Okay, I'll give, go to this one real quick. First uh, Corinthians 2.16. I think it's 2.16, 17, somewhere in there. But we have the mind of Christ. Let's get that one up there. So I want you to confess these things over yourself. So that you don't decay. For who hath known the mind of the Lord that he, that he may instruct him? But we have what? Okay. So how many of y'all feel comfortable saying, I have the mind of Christ? Okay, so let's confess this real quick. Say, I have the mind of Christ. Christ. And my memory is blessed. blessed. 
Now, what gave you legal right to say that? Well, we took communion today, man. Jesus already paid the price. And so I got access. I don't have to succumb to these things. Amen? Amen. Huh? Come on. Do you have to get old because your age changed? Does, I mean, I'm just saying. You don't have to. Amen. Amen. It's a matter of what you confess. I know I'm just making them work extra, but go to Psalm 1035. Psalm 1035. Because now you get some people who say, well, you know, but the reason this is plaguing our society is because everybody has a bad diet. Well, you could change that, too, if that's what's causing it. I'm just saying, whatever it is, just take hold of it and say, no, 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 that ain't going to affect me. And so we're thanking God who satisfies my mouth with good things. So I say things like I got a good diet. Well, he satisfies my mouth with good things. Why? So that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. So where's getting old in any of this that I'm preaching? Hmm? Now, is this, what is this? Realistic or unfair expectations? So you got to take the book, meditate it, set your life based upon it. Don't set your life based on everything else. So if my youth is being renewed like the eagles, that this sounds like, man, something's happening. Something's going on inside of me. And so this is what Paul was saying. Even though the outward man is perishing, the inward man is being renewed day by day. I catch enough of this. I start to experience this. I might start living like they lived in the past. Come on now. Oh, come on. See, God's no respecter of persons. Now, if I say I'm a part of the kingdom and now uh, increase is a fundamental principle of the kingdom of God. And so that ought to be my expectation. And so go to Job 8, 7 now. Go to Job 8, 7. So he says, though thy beginning was small, yet thy latter end should what? Greatly increase. Don't forget that greatly. Greatly, see, the kingdom of God is all about increase. It's all about advancements. It's all about improvement. Your latter end shall greatly increase. And and this is was what was uh, mentioned about Jesus when Jesus was even young and teaching in the synagogues. And when he really started to do these things, Luke two fifty two. Go there. I'm just giving you the word to back up what I'm saying. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Where's the decline? So where's all this regression? I'm just saying. So if I start to look at stuff like this, I start to understand that my increase, man, this, I'm supposed to expect this. But it's going to be my inward man. And so what am I going to have to do? I got to line up with God and see, this is the thing that Jesus did. Jesus lived from the inside out. He gave the example. He always lived from the inside out. And he always spoke what his father told him to speak. And so he was committed. Well, Jesus wasn't moved by what was going on on the outside. Then you notice how he changed atmospheres that he can step in and there would be wailing and crying 
But then he could say stuff like, don't cry. She's not dead. She's asleep. Why? Because that's the flow of the kingdom. Jesus didn't let the flow of the world penetrate him. And so that's where you've got to be committed to living. Don't let the flow of the world penetrate you. Don't allow it to change your expectations. Listen, your increase is kingdom. It has nothing to do with, oh, you know, uh, I'm increasing now because I got a better job or I got this or that. No, you're increasing because you're a citizen of the kingdom. And increase is a fundamental principle. That's what always happens. So you ought to expect increase in every area of your life. You ought to expect that my health is better this year. You ought to expect that, you know, my money's better this year. Come on, my peace is better this year. See, a lot of the struggles that we deal with have to do with our expectation. And so what do I mean by that? See, the church is so worried about being sensitive to people's uh, stuff they're going through. They're so sensitive to that which is okay to be empathetic, but it's not okay to allow your empathy to block you from teaching truth. And so I'm so empathetic that I don't teach truth. Well, the empathy that I give you is not going to cause you to advance, but the truth I give you will cause you to live on another level. And so I start to tell you that there's a power inside of you that's greater than anything the world can come up with. They can't stop you, man. But the devil is deceiving people to focus on the wrong thing. So where's the kingdom? Oh, it's in me. Well, what is it? Oh, the kingdom is all good. And increase is the fundamental principle of the kingdom. And so... I'm increasing. That's why I could, you could say stuff like, how you doing? Oh, I'm still blessed. Things are getting better for me every day. Amen. 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 Come on, you just, you just want to uh, develop these habit patterns. This is how you live this kingdom life. And you start to have what's on the inside of you come out and start to change things. Amen. You know, you could speak, you can have confessions. You should have confessions over your family. I'll say stuff over my family like our wealth is increasing daily. Why? Well, we're citizens of the kingdom. I said, we have plenty and more keeps coming in. But it's according to Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. So you can't just quote something and not do what the word says you need to do. Oh, I, see, I could say. For my family, our wealth is increasing daily. We have plenty and more keeps coming in. Why? Because of Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. Because we honor the Lord with our substance and with the first fruits of all of our increase. So our barns are filled with plenty and our presses are bursting out with new wine. Come on. I could say that. Wealth and riches are in my house. Well, see, I'm honoring God. And so if I'm honoring God... I'm activating, you know, when you honor God, or you obey God, you activate biblical principles. Amen. That's how biblical principles are activated. And I believe that's why there's not enough preaching on the ways of the kingdom, because there's not enough submission to the ways of the kingdom. Amen. And so most of the time people 
don't emphasize things they're not doing. Come on. You know, if you if you are not doing any working out and you're eating a lot of donuts all the time, you know, you're not going to be advertising working out. You're not going to be emphasizing like, hey, you know, let's uh, you, you really got to, you know, you need to work out. People that are not doing it don't say anything about it. That's just the way people are. Amen. That's why people that don't go to church, they never tell anyone to go to church. People that are not in church, they're not saying, hey, you need to be in church. They're not in church. So they're not saying nothing. So you're quiet about it. But part of this is the demand of the people as well. Now, I have a I believe I have a special anointing on me that uh, you're not going to be able to pull me down. Y'all didn't hear me. You're not going to be able to pull me down. I'm only going to pull you up. So I, but, I, but I have a special anointing. But I believe that some people don't have that anointing. And so the congregation pulls them down. And the congregation pulls the pastor into, come on somebody. Ah. Uh, Man, you can have an out-of-shape congregation, and they can get you out of shape. So everybody bring that pasta cakes. I don't need no more cakes. I don't need no, you know, bring it every now and then. I like Sister Mietta's cakes, but she, she bring that thing like around Thanksgiving or something. That's good. But I can't be having nobody bringing me cakes every day. I can't be getting, I don't need no chicken dinner. I'm good. They be trying to just be plumping up the pastor, man. You know? But the goal is to pull you up. Amen. Not you pull me down. Because so sometimes these churches be pulling that pastor down. And now the pastor don't preach like he used to. He don't preach on high faith because he's not, you know, people... When I start saying stuff like we're the results church, that's very intimidating. Or the evidence church. That's very intimidating to some of you. But some of you are like, man. I start talking about evidence and talking all that. I'm going through a little something. What's that got to do with me? I'm trying to help you get out of that faster. And there's no reason that you shouldn't be walking in prosperity. There's no reason that you shouldn't be walking in your victory. Every person that is here should be walking in prosperity. Every person that is here should be walking in abundant health. And so just because maybe you're not experiencing it in a certain area, don't be hating on me because that's all I talk about. Because you ought to want somebody that's going to talk you up instead of somebody that's going to give you an excuse to stay down. You ought, to get a, you ought to want something going on to where you say, man, I feel like I better get my stuff together, man. Because, I, you know, come on. Amen. You ought to feel like that every time you come to church. Oh, man, that's it. I, I got to get my stuff together. You ought to feel like you're being challenged to rise above. And if we do that, we're going to get those results. And so if I know increase is a fundamental principle of the kingdom, then that's what I'm going to expect. Here go to another scripture. Psalm 115. 14 through 16. Now, you got to have faith for your next level, but you got to know there is another level for me. 
So it's, it, now be thankful. Don't get me wrong. Be thankful for what you got, but don't become complacent. God's taking you up. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. Look at this next verse. And he says, you are blessed of the Lord, which made heaven and earth. The heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth, what does it say? But the earth hath he given to the children of men. So the heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth hath he given to the children of men. So hold on. What you saying, Lord? He's saying, yeah, that earth, that's yours. Go ahead and do what you want. But then we don't catch that revelation. We start talking about Mother Nature and all this other stuff. Global warming and all that. I mean, no, you got the power to decree weather status if you want to. Come on, you got the power to decree harvest when you want to. Come on, somebody. You don't listen. The earth shall yield her increase. But you got to be a person who knows who you are so that you won't be afraid to step into the leadership level. Really, it's the stewardship level that God has blessed you to be in. Amen. Amen. And so if we understand this, it's like, wow. So that means I'm going to be increasing even here. So is my increase just going to be in heaven or I'm going to increase here? Because he says he shall increase you more and more, you and your children. And so you can decrease something like increases on my family. It's biblical. Amen. Amen. Now, this type of stuff starts to set your expectation. And then we start to understand that, you know, time doesn't have to run out. See, that's the fear the enemy puts on people, the fear of time. And now if you start thinking about faith for your next level, you won't be worried about time. You won't be like, oh, man, don't raise your hand. But some of you probably thought, whew, this year has flown by. Amen. Did it really? Did it fly by? Or was that just a figure of speech? Oh, man, this pretty soon is the way your life is going. And you look up, you wake up one day and it's like, man, 10 years have been gone, have gone by. But what did you do in those 10 years? What type of advancement, what type of improvement have, what type of levels have you stepped up to in those 10 years? You see what I'm saying? And so the, the world system is set up to have you be really afraid of time. Because what? Time is running out. But in the kingdom, time is not running out. See? In the kingdom, my life can't be taken until my assignment is complete. And I can't outlive my assignment. So I'm only here as long as my assignment is still active. When my assignment is over, I'm gone. And so if I understand that, like with the Lord, a day is as a thousand years. And so time really doesn't matter in the way we think it does. So what if you didn't have the confines of time? So then how would you know how you're supposed to feel? There's people that they actually don't know how old they are. Their stuff got mixed up. Some people, they thought they were younger than they really are. 
because somebody messed up their birth certificate. But you know what's funny about that is they tend to act younger. And then somebody tells them, hey, we got this fixed, man. You're really 80. Oh, thanks, man. I thought I was 60. <laughs> and then now that they found out they're 80, what happens? Ooh, ah, e, ah. Wait, why are you feeling all of that? You wasn't feeling that yesterday. Because yesterday you thought you were 60. Well, as he thinks in his heart, so is he. And so and that's why everything is pushed like that. That's why everything is. You, you rarely, rarely do you see elderly people on TV thriving. But there are plenty of elderly people that are thriving. But how come you don't get to see that on TV? You see them struggling. You see them wearing that, uh, that panic button. If they fall, help, I've fallen, help me. You see all that. But you don't see them like there's still elderly people riding horses and throwing hay around and doing all kind of stuff. And you, but you don't see that. Why don't you see that? Because they don't want you to believe that. You see what I'm saying? But that is this world system trying to keep you bound, trying to keep you confined. But if you understand, I'm a part of the kingdom. And so time doesn't have to run out and we don't have to be worn out. Time doesn't have to be time doesn't have to run out and we don't have to be worn out. Amen. You you don't have to do that. Now go to Nehemiah 921 and we'll just see the way the kingdom works. We're going to get more of this flowing in our lives. So we know the children of Israel were in the wilderness and they were disobedient. Man, we have Jesus now. So our expectations should be so much greater. But look at what God did. He says, yeah, 40 years did thou sustain them in the wilderness. So they were sustained by God. This is supernatural so that they lacked nothing. Are you in here with me? So many people in the body of Christ are lacking and doing without. But yet you got Jesus. But yet a disobedient people in the wilderness lack nothing. And then he says, their clothes wax not old. Their feet swelled not. And so this is supernatural preservation. There's a preservation of the Lord. It comes with being a citizen of the kingdom. And so this is a supernatural. How many know that God could start to renew you and refresh you and you start to look even revived? Even the king challenged Daniel and Daniel's boys and they said you know we're, we're going to eat our own diet or whatever but it, they look so much better than everyone else but it's the kingdom see that's what really does it for you but now if you don't lock into what god is doing then you're going to experience what they experience in the world how do you know people are tired they have bags amen some people got bags in the spirit because that spirit man is tired. That spirit man is not being fed. That spirit man is not being developed. And so that spirit man is getting worn down. But if I start to realize that my inner man is renewed, then what if this stuff starts to take over? What if you're strong in the spirit and all of a sudden your bags go away? Oh, come on. Pastor, you're getting on me about this. No, I'm telling you. 
What if you start to be visibly different? What if you start to look like you have a glow about you? What if you start to look like you have a pep in your step? What if some of this stuff changes? Is this even possible? See, you have to have faith for your next level. You got to understand, I'm getting better, man. I am constantly improving. Day in and day out. But you got to lock into the supernatural preservation of the Lord. If there are people, he had people in the wilderness and their clothes wax not old. And then put that up there again. I think it says even their feet didn't swell. Some people go to the mall. I can't get an amen right there. These people in the desert. Rough terrain with some sandals. And it said. Their clothes wax not old and their, their feet did not even swell. Amen. Some folks, like I say, you go to the mall. I'm going to have to stop by that foot massage on the way out. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, hold on, let me slide up. What you, man, you putting the house shoes on? I ain't making fun of nobody. I'm just telling you. Man, you ought to be able to tell God, like, okay, God, I'm just saying, them people in the wilderness, their feet didn't even swell. They were not obeying you like I am. They weren't doing nothing you said, but Lord, I'm doing everything you said, so I don't expect, come on, somebody, I don't expect to be aching up in here. I I should be able to go up as many stairs as I need to go up. Come on, somebody, I ought to be able to walk where I need to walk. I ought to be able to do what I need to do. You know what I'm saying? You ought to be able to do it. I mean, man, I didn't, you know, my daughters, they, they get to moving and stuff. And I, they call me to help them. But I'm, I thank God I'm still able. Amen. Like, I, I, they know I can, okay, your dad's, he can, he can do that. But I was helping my daughter, my daughter Deja, this last time, and she had one of her friends helping. And, uh, that brother was struggling. I'm just going to just go ahead and say that he was having a tough time. I was just, you know, I was in work mode, but my, they know I'm going to show up and I'm going to get whatever need and I'm going to ain't going to be in a bunch of eye, eye pain and I'm going to get it done and, and we're going to get something to eat and I'm going to roll on. But you, you want to be like that. I've been saying stuff like that for a long time in this church. I'm trying to encourage people. I've been trying to encourage this congregation. Don't fall for the tricks of this world. Amen. Don't 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 fall for it. Don't just succumb to these things. There's greater for you. God's going to improve you. God's going to cause you to look better. God's going to cause you to feel better. God's going to cause you to think better. You don't have to have defeated thoughts. You don't have to be depressed, oppressed. Come on, somebody. I know you can't be possessed, but the devil been doing too much oppressing of God's people. And it's time for us to rise up and say, I'm a citizen of the kingdom. I don't have to live down here no more. I don't have to live underneath all this stuff. You ought to have a pep in your step. You ought to be the one saying, they say, how you doing? Blessed and highly favored. And I mean that. 
live like that, man. Let's thrive. Let's win in the earth. But you're going to have to have faith for your next level. You can't be talking about all the things you don't want. And the examples that you have, you might need to get rid of because some of the examples you have are not people that are where you want to be. And so you need to get rid of those examples. If your uncle and auntie or whatever, if they wasn't at a level that you want to be on, get rid of that example. Get you a new example. Find you somebody else to look at. Amen. Amen. He tells us in the word. I'm going to close in a minute, but Deuteronomy 34, 7. We got to ask God, what's going on here? Moses, NLT, Moses was 100 and 20 years old. Y'all believe this is true or are we making this up? We're just reading the Bible. Moses was 120 years old when he died. Yet his eyesight was clear. And he, y'all see this? And he was as strong as what? So what does as strong as ever mean? See, I would have been able to do that when I was a young buck. But what does strong as ever means? This means as strong as he was as a young buck, he was still that strong at 120. How many of y'all ready to let God lift your expectation up like that? As he was as strong as ever. And so if I start to read stuff like this and believe stuff like this, then I understand that it's power from the inner man that's going to bring strength. To the outer man. See. Now this might offend you. I, I like to you know get some good offense in there. If I can in every sermon. But. Outward weakness. Y'all, y'all, y'all ready for this? Outward weakness. Is a sign of inner weakness. I just said that. So because. The strength on the inner man is going to affect the outer man. And so if I'm strong on the inside, you ought to see strength on the outside. But if I'm weak on the inside, how do I fix that? See, being weak on the inside, me fixing that is not my first stop is get a personal trainer. No, your first stop is Pray, let God reveal to you the inner strength, the inner man, the inner power, and then believe it enough to let it change your outward experience. Let it change your existence on the outside. Amen. You have all you need. And so what you want to do is say, Lord, okay, give me faith for this because what pastor's talking about, Listen, man, I'm expecting some, uh, I'm expecting next level stuff. I'm expecting testimonies to come forth of, of people improving and doing better. And I want you to be able to say, you know, Pastor, I used to have this issue, but I don't have that anymore. I don't want you to say, Pastor, I still have it. I'm just, you know, learning to cope. Well, I want, we want to get in a place where you really experience victory over things. And you have evidence. I used to be in this situation, but I'm no longer there. But now you have enough power on the inside of you right now. 
So if Jesus said the kingdom of God is within you. So how much power y'all think is in the kingdom? You think there's enough power? I don't know what just to light up this valley. I mean, I don't know what kind of power you think it is. Now, he says the kingdom of God is within you. What if you woke up and realized, man, I got so much power in me, it's hard to contain it. Ooh, I'm telling you, boy, my knees wanted to hurt this morning, but the power took over. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you start, I said, man, you know what? It seemed like I was tired this morning, and then I looked within. And I looked within and all of a sudden that all that power going on on the inside of me mess around and woke me up. <laughs> Come on. Y'all feeling like going up? Come on. Y'all feeling like God saying, OK, it's this time we're going to do this thing. We're going to step this up. We're going to advance. No longer about the decline. Let it be increasing because that's the kingdom standard. Amen. And so I'm going to speak that matter of fact, let's close in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that you've spent this time with us this morning. And I thank for everyone that was able to hear this message, whether here in person or online. I pray that we be encouraged by your truth. And I speak right now that maybe you're there and you're watching this and you don't know Jesus as Lord. Well, we want you to know he's right there and he's ready to pull you into this kingdom. But just open your heart. Church, let's repeat this prayer so that anyone who hears this message will know how to receive Jesus as Lord. Repeat after me. Jesus, please forgive me for all of my sins. I commit my life into your hands. This day, I am saved. Do with me as you please and fill me with the power of the Holy Ghost in Jesus name. Amen. Clap for the Lord. Amen. Praise God.